You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. I'm excited about today's podcast. I know what you're saying, Sean. You're always excited. Well, there's two ways you can start the day, excited or slightly depressed or pissed off. And I think my approach might work a little bit better. Um, I have Jen Drummond with me here today. I'm ex- I am I think she's going to be a great guest because she wrote a book that I have always said, if you could have some qualities in being successful and specifically in being an entrepreneur, she's talking about the main one. Uh, the book is called Quit Proof, Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Goals. Jen, it's great to have you on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, I've, I've always believed that the, the difference between, well, in 90% of every case somebody quits and somebody's still standing. Yes. Yes. Agreed. You know, and I think it's funny. I wrote the book title quit proof before I finished the book. And I'm pretty sure it's the only reason why I quit. Like I didn't quit writing the book because writing a book is a lot of work that I didn't quite understand until I got into it. I'm like, Oh, I can't quit on a book titled quit proof. So what, what, you know, the subject matter is great. And if anybody who has tried to become successful, anybody's ever played sports, uh, if you're on this entrepreneurship journey, the amount of times you want to quit is, you know, is is endless. And so resilience is one of the top three qualities, I think, that you have to have specifically for entrepreneurship. So what yeah. made you write the book? Um, I wrote it to my younger self. So I what like five years ago, I was doing life, just going through the motions, checking the boxes convincing myself that when my kids went to college, then I would get back to what set my heart on fire. Um, And I got in a car accident that should have taken my life and didn't. And that was a huge wake up call to me saying, listen, you do not have forever here. If there's things you want to do, see, experience or become, now is your time, not when your kids go to college. So I stepped back into things that got me excited about life. And I did life in parallel with my children doing things that I liked and being a mother. And when I did that, magic happened. And I thought I thought to myself, wow, I just set a world record in mountaineering. I had never climbed a mountain before. And then when I stepped into that pursuit, I got to benefit so many other people, being involved in charities and helping put other people on top of the mountain for their culture and different things, that if I didn't do that, a lot of the world would have missed out on a whole bunch of things. And I can't help but think how many people are listening today, waiting for that right moment, waiting until this thing happens to step into themselves and how we're all not benefiting because they're not doing that thing. And so I wanted to write this book and say, listen, I woke up and I got to do all these things. Wake up. You'll get to do a whole bunch of cool stuff and the whole world will benefit by you stepping into what your calling is. I I miss one word that you said. I'm trying to take notes. You said do see experience and then there was one other thing and you'll never be able to guess it because i'm asking you i know <laughs> but, I won't. You, but um, you rolled out four things and the, they were so good you need to do it you need to see it you need to experience and and at some point it'll hit you like three days from now that's what yeah. i do i'll be doing a podcast literally and i'm ha- and and something i can't get it i'll be on my phone googling it for 10 minutes to, and then at the end of my podcast i go okay this is it so this is uh, it yeah it. yeah this yeah, yeah. Is, this is it so your your background was wealth management and and you I, explain to me like you're going about you're doing this and when does it because I can't imagine it just hit you all of a sudden when did it start hitting you that okay is this as good as it gets 
Yeah. You know, I was, I built a wealth management business. I still own it. When I started having children, I hired myself out of a job because I, that was what I was told you do to become a stay at home mom. And I became a stay at home mom. And I just remember thinking, is this it? Like, this is what everybody gets all excited about. And I love moms that are stay at home moms. Yeah, and it, but it ain't for them. everybody, but it ain't it for, isn't everybody. for everybody, but the people that it's for, it's like, oh my goodness, keep doing that. You guys are magic. That was not my calling. And I had all this shame and guilt and like, how could I have these children and not want to be with them all the time? And why does everybody want to be a stay at home mom? There's like so much more for my personality. And I just didn't know how to step into that. And I'm like, well, you know what? you know, this is only a certain sentence, like they'll go to college soon. And then I can get back to me. So like, just wait until that happens. Like why disrupt the apple cart? Everything's working, but it really wasn't working because once I started stepping into setting goals again and doing things that got me excited, my whole family benefited. Like my kids were so excited that I was excited about something that I didn't realize what I was modeling to them before wasn't really something I wanted to model to them. Yeah, I, I, I've had this discussion in the last 30 days with super close family members, and they were talking about, well, what if when grandkids come? And I go, okay, what if when they come? They go, well, would you s slow down what you're doing and maybe, you know, provide childcare, do these different things? And I go, no. I go, I'll pay for childcare. I don't think any of my kids are going to need it because they're pretty financially secure. I go, no, I go, I go, why would I even looked at them like that is the stupidest thing? Like I just had that look on there. I go, is there anything about what just came out of your mouth that fits my DNA? Right. Right. I, I go, anything. I go, listen, I hey, to be clear, I was a great parent. Great. I missed one thing as a parent. It was a piano recital and I did it on purpose, but I was at everything. Talk to my kids every day. Yeah. I hit that one out of the park, but I, but, but at no point was I like, okay, I'm going to stop doing what I'm good at. And, and I, and, and when people do that, I just, I don't, I don't get it. You're going to sit home and do what? Right. Right. No. And you did like, I didn't, I didn't understand it. Right. I'm like, okay, well, if this is the goal that so many people have, then maybe it's a good goal. And then I arrived there and I was like, Ooh, not a good goal for my personality. And I didn't really know how to get out of it. And so I think the universe gave me a car accident because it would be the only thing that would wake me up. Like I needed something that loud, that extreme to be Jen. Hello, this is your life. Do it, please. That's why you're here. <laughs> you can, so, you're not meant to be like everybody else. Nobody is like own who yeah. you are and be that person. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I can can definitely relate to to at least you know that that feeling. So my question is, so you're out of the accident. Like, what was this? You know, we talk about the seven strategies. You don't have to give them all away, but people are going to buy your book no matter what you give away. Like, what did you see? Like, what, like, it, okay, this hits me. And then kind of what was the game plan? So I was going to climb a mountain called Ama de Blom, which is located in Nepal. I'd ask friends, I'm like, hey, what if I was going to climb one mountain for my 40th birthday to launch this next decade and enter this phase of life, what mountain would it be? And they said Ama de Blom. It's located in Nepal. It's a Paramount Pictures logo. It means the mother's necklace. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I start training for Ama de Blom. COVID hits and I'm a homeschool teacher to seven children. So my one son is struggling with his math homework and I'm trying to give him the proverbial pep talk. Like, yeah. hey buddy, we do hard things. You've got this. And he looks at me, he goes, if we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? 
And I, I said, I'm the blom, not I'm a dumb blonde, but thank you. Yeah. Finish your homework. We'll look at Everest. So he did. And we did. And I thought to myself, maybe I should climb Everest. Like if Everest is the biggest, hardest thing in the world to him in the world of mountaineering, if I show him that I can do that, then he'll believe he can do whatever his, his Everest. And so I signed up to climb Everest and the coach gave me a book. It was about becoming an uphill athlete because I was not one. And in the front of the book, someone got a Guinness world record for doing something in the Alps. And I told my coach, like, I could have done that. I can suffer. My kids learned how to read and Guinness world record books. Like this would make me a cool mom because homeschooling, not cool at all. And he thought about it. He's like, I'll think of something. So he came back to me a few weeks later and he goes, Jen, I think you should be the first woman to climb the seven second summits. I didn't even know what they were. So I'm like, okay. Nor, well, nor do I. So I'm listening attentively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, he goes, listen, that's been done by one male. It's harder than the first seven. It's the second highest point on each continent. So you're going to have to go to all seven continents. You're going to meet people from all over the world. You'll be the first woman to do this. So think like female empowerment, mother empowerment, like all these different things, seven continents, seven mountains, seven children. Sounds like a jackpot. I'm like, it does. Let's look at it. And so I said, yes, before I truly understood all the things that were part of it, but that was part of the journey. It was absolutely amazing. I just finished in June of this year. So cool. You're the day you're the blonde David Goggins. There you go. Yes. Yes. There you go. hundred <laughs> percent. So, so how do you, I'm just curious, this is total curiosity is, so how do you even train for something like that? And in other words, I'm assuming, and obviously I'm looking at, I'm assuming, you know, you are always in decent shape. Yes. Okay. But there's a, you know, I, I was a divisional athlete. Okay. I, I I'm in decent shape, but I couldn't compete 30 seconds in the sport right. I competed at in college. Yeah, you know, there, there's a difference. So yeah, how yeah, yeah. You, so when, when it hit, like, how did you do that? Like, okay, the, the coach says to you, you're going to start doing this every day to get ready for it. Cause I'm just trying to fathom what it would take. Obviously the mental part has to be the biggest part, but then there's an all, you know, it's, it's just a big mountain. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A lot so of physical mental, stuff. Yeah, mental part, the hardest part, but I have seven kids that challenge my mental capacity every day. So my mental training was handled by my children naturally, which is beautiful. Um, the physical part, yes, I did D1 sports before too. They had an ideal calendar. My calendar looked nothing like the ideal calendar. I'll be a thousand percent honest because I had other responsibilities. I wasn't only an athlete at this time. So I would be the mom at a soccer practice with a 12 inch step, a backpack full of water bottles. And while my son was playing, I'd be doing step ups the entire hour and a half that, you know, thank God soccer's long. Thank God football's long, right? Like those games, I'd be doing step ups the entire time they'd be doing their thing. So I'd be watching, but I would be exercising at the same time. You had to I make all the moms feel right. I, I apologize. You, you know, moms already, that's already a, a, a little, you know, a club that's always trying to outdo each other. I, I have to picture you on the sideline doing this and every mom getting ready to eat like a snack going, oh, that bitch. Yes. A thousand percent. Like at first, everybody's like, oh, come on, really? And then I'll be honest, like by the end, my soccer team, we had a little workout together. Like my soccer moms, they stepped up to the plate and they started doing the exercises with me because they're like, you make me feel guilty. You make me feel blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that's you doing that to yourself. I'm just doing me. So if me doing me is bothering you, that's your trigger, not mine. Um, and some of the moms joined in. And so we'd exercise together or whatever, but 
yeah, you just fit it in. And the nice thing about mountaineering, unlike soccer, which I played in college, is it's not like you're not racing, right? Like you're hiking, you're making smart decisions on how much energy do I have left? Am I keeping my body warm? Am I fueling correctly? Uh, my hike might be eight to 12 hours a day. And then you sleep in a tent and then you go up the next day even further. But it wasn't this high intensity thing that I think drains you a little bit more. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, definitely more of the mental endurance. You, you yes. Know? And yeah. I've always felt like if if winning was you quitting or me quitting, I'm going to win. Yep. Yep. You know, if you have that, and you know, don't anybody go, oh, you arrogant SOB. Athletes have that. Yes, athletes we, have that 100%. Yeah, we, we, like, we I will outlast that. you. Yes. I, exactly. I have no doubt in my mind. And, and, and in business, I felt the same way if, if it's, you know, between one or the two of us, you know, you're, you're going to quit. So give me a few of your, you know, this is the book quit proof. I'm interviewing Jen Drummond. Give me a few of these seven strategies to build this resilience and achieve your life goals. Okay. So one of the things I learned is big mountains, take big teams. You want to, you have a big goal. You have a big company. You have a big family. You have a big mountain you want to climb. It's going to take a big team to make that happen. So you need to build the support team. You need to build the like cheerleading team. You need to get everybody on board. You have to communicate really well and just understand that you're not doing this alone. When I went to go climb Everest, I went to the kids' school and said, hey, I'm going to be gone for three weeks. I've never been gone for three weeks. So can you keep an extra eye on my kids and give them a little more grace? And the school was like, sure. Will you come in and teach the kids about setting goals? And we'll track you in the school. So I had a mountain in the front of the school and they had a little climber that was me. And when I moved up and down the mountain, the school could move me up and the, down the mountain with me. And so then my kids all of a sudden thought, oh my goodness, everybody cares what my mom's doing. My mom's doing cool stuff. That allowed me to climb Everest because I knew my kids were taken care of. So you need to take care of your foundational things so that you can do these big things and recruit people around you to make that possible. All right, the next strategy. Next strategy, wave your flag. So we all love to wave our flag yeah. at the top of a mountain, right? Like it feels yeah. good because we yeah. overcame and we're at the summit. But we also need to wave our flag when we fail and when we're going down the mountain or when we're acclimatizing because that signals to the world where we are, how we need help, how we can help. I failed at K2. I went back to do it a second time. People knew I was coming back. They let me know there was a female in Pakistan that wanted to climb her country's prized peak. Could I bring gear and stuff over for her to do that? A hundred percent. So when I went back to K2 and summited my second attempt, 30 minutes after I summited, the first female Pakistani stood on top of her country's prized peak. That wouldn't have happened if I wasn't willing to say like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm trying. It didn't work. And so wherever you are in your journey, be okay with that. That's your journey. Wave your flag and let other people help or see how you need help to get to where you need to go. Yeah, there's something you're you're saying in that, and I and I like this because this is something I, I've always said, and 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 athletes do it, really good ones do it, and I think it's important to do it. I I also like waving your flag before the race even starts. Like, I why do I do it? I tell my closest people what my biggest goals are. And I give them the deadline. Like, this is what I'd like to get done this year. Why? Because it puts me out there. Right. And and it yeah. just creates I mean, that extra. Exactly. Like, oh, well, whatever happened with such and such, you know? And then if you didn't do anything, you're the person who talks about getting stuff done. And you never get anything done. 
but then people now at this point in my life are like, well, Sean says he's going to do it. He's going to do it. So <laughs> when I need to get business partners involved in something or, or anything that I want to get involved project wise, whether it's an event or whatever, people pretty much know, okay, well, he talks a good game, but he backs it up. Yep, exactly. And so I do like that waving the flag. All right. Yeah, no. And for me, I didn't want to do social media, right? Like I'm not a social media person. And my friends are like, you have to do social media because it's the only way we get to see these environments or see what's going on or see all the details of what happens. So I did social media and somebody knew I needed to go climb in Africa because that was one of the climbs, Mount Kenya. I wasn't planning on doing Mount Kenya till the end because it's a more of a rock climb and it required some technicalities, technical skills I needed to develop. But then a charity reached out to me and said, hey, listen, we have an ambulance that we're trying to deliver to a location in Kenya. We don't have the resources to send somebody from our charity over. If when you're going, could you help do this for our charity? I would have never known about that. I wouldn't have been able to be a part of it if I didn't say like, here world, this is what I'm doing. And then they reached out to me and I was able to help them and feel amazing. It's, this is just so cool. All right. I know there's seven, but just wrap us up with one other strategy because we got to give them a reason to read the book. Yeah. So cast your vision wide and deep. You know, I hear, I think we hear it all the time right now. 10X, 10X, 10X. Like I was climbing Ama de Blanc. My son upped it to Everest. My coach upped it to a world record. And when you start your idea, like allow it to have some breath into it from other people and see if it can take on a bigger part of your life than maybe what you in initially anticipated. And when you do, it's amazing what shows up. Like if I failed at the second summits, no one had done it. At least I tried, right? It was like a goal big enough that it was, it was so scary. It wasn't scary. Yeah. And it's I, I, sometimes I say, even if I hit 80% of what I'm thinking, like in my mind, I want to hit it, but I'm like, even if I, I don't say this to people, but in my brain, I'm like, okay, even if I hit 80% of it, if for some reason I don't hit, get to where I want this 80% is pr yeah, pr pretty, pretty audacious. A hundred percent. Definitely. So it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, every step forward is going to be in the direction of where I'm going. Perfect. Let's sign up. So yeah, the book is just filled with a bunch of little things that we apply to our everyday life. I use the metaphors of my physical mountains, but really life's a lot of metaphorical mountains. And so they all, it helps. All right. This is a great interview. I have Jen Drummond with me here today. And what, what we're talking about is just, it, you, sometimes you get to a point in life where the scenery all starts looking the same. And, and it, we either think maybe, you know, being successful in business, making a lot of money, all these things will, will, will be enough and it's not enough. And you just got to do something that just absolutely challenges you, takes you to the next level. Um, and, and this is just, just a great interview. Jen, how can my audience connect with you? Yeah, please do. JenDrummond.com is my website. It has access to all my social media handles, a link to buy the book, and you can learn about all the things I'm up to. Audience, thank you so much for listening. The goal is for the podcast to encourage you, to equip you, to educate you, to you know, to, to make you think you can do something maybe you never thought you could do. Just expand it, and that's why you know we bring on great guests to just give you different perspectives in life, some great information. I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will talk again soon.